Welcome to the Footy Museum and the Footy Museum Podcast. I am Justin Witte, and I am with my co-host, uh, Maria Van Dyken Lee. And we just finished a very busy weekend of football and life and all sorts of things. But we had the World Cup final. The World Cup. We had the final. League's Cup with Leo Messi's Miami versus Nashville, the matchup he's always dreamed of. And <laughs> MLS has started again. And stars. the Premier League was in its second week. And the championship was going. And uh, Christian Pulisic made his debut for Milan with a golazo. There's so much going on in the world of soccer. And to top it all off, we're going to talk about a league that we don't really know much about, and that's the All-Swedish League. And you may, you may judge by the title, it is in Sweden, <laughs> the All-Swedish <laughs> League. And we're going to talk about some of the designs in that league. But first, before we do that, Maria, give us your take of the culmination of the 2023 Women's World Cup in Australia slash New Zealand. What are your thoughts? Match of something. I have to say. <laughs> yes. I was so delighted by this final. It was so much fun to watch. And I'm notoriously not a morning person. <laughs> and uh, yes, I was a little bit sleepy. Um, but I was also just mesmerized by the whole thing. Um, I think I my normal levels of stress were a little bit alleviated because I didn't have a strong allegiance to either squad. Right. But I, I did I did want Spain to win despite all of the issues with their federation. I was mm -hmm. just rooting for the players. Um, so I was very, very happy that they won and they were playing so beautifully. That's because like the, they all play together at Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's as if it's if you set up in a way, <laughs> it's like if you have a club that supports you <laughs> and fosters your talent, you will play well. <laughs> um, but I I missed the um, winning goal, the amazing moment, um, because I was in the bathroom doing a shot of Dayquil. Oh, um, sweet. You had a for, wild time. <laughs> Were you and Jeremy just my... switching off shots of Dayquil? <laughs> no, I'm the only one who had a severe uh, congestion for the weekend. But um, I thought I was safe to go take a break because uh, England had it midfield and um, they weren't really doing anything with it. And then it just 30 seconds later, not even enough time to. Yes. <sighs> Olga Carmona. Whose father had died that morning, sadly. Incredible. Enough. She didn't know no. before him. Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about her, her celebration afterwards, and maybe related to the issue in Spain. And they're focusing maybe what I've written on her undershirt, but what they don't realize is she was actually lifting her shirt to better highlight the true winner of the World Cup, and that's Adidas. Uh, because she revealed that Adidas <laughs> logo. And we do have, just as we predicted, the winner of the World Cup was uh, wearing a kit designed by Adidas, and they clearly won the World Cup. And I think England was, was, was <clears throat> Nike too, wasn't it? They were. See? So and, proven. And the, the biggest loss for Nike is their um, all of the bad PR they're getting because... Um, 
um, the England keeper, Mary, uh, Mary Earps. Oh my gosh. Yes. Couldn't remember her name. You for almost a said her name Gold. by accident. Golden glove winner. You can't buy her kit. <laughs> like, oh. Kind of ridiculous. Um, what was the issue? So, you kind of faded out when you said that. Oh, you can't buy her kit. Oh, why Nike not? didn't produce her kit. Oh, wow. They were like, nobody wants a goalie kit. Oh my gosh. And wow. so, so Nike, I th- the true loser of this mm-hmm. world cup. And Spain. you know what I think? I, I think that that probably gave her the fire she needed to make all of those amazing saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Although I was looking at that penalty she saved, I was. A, it did seem to me that she was off her line a little bit early, and I was wondering. Uh, yes. Were they? Was there any discussion of that in the broadcast? Because I I slept in and only watched um, replays, so I didn't hear the game commentary. Was there any discussion of that? I don't recall um, during the commentary, but I did hear some chatter afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It does. It does. Uh, it did seem that way, but it wasn't called, and it didn't really matter in the end anyway. No, it didn't change anything. And I, I'm reading that her, the real reason she lifted up her shirt um, was a dedication to her mother, who had also recently passed away in the day. So that's a pretty, um, uh, you know, feel bad for Olga, that, like the height of her life at such a time, too, with such loss. But I do... I, the. the it was weird with with Spain because extremely talented. I think they epitomize everything, all the discussion surrounding U.S. soccer, how the other women in other countries are being nurtured in very professional environments now that we don't have. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not even like we wouldn't even have it if our women's teams were all paired with the men's teams because our men's teams don't have it at that level either. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. it's it's almost like a sign of progress of the game where, okay, now the women's games progress to the point where the inherent advantage of the infrastructure in Europe is starting to give them an advantage just as it does in the men's game, because now it's down to infrastructure, which in some ways is good, right? Because it's less down about access, um, about opportunity. Okay, you have that, but now that's starting to happen those women have an amazing infrastructure and our women are facing the same question that a lot of the men, pl- the male players also face is like, uh-huh. if I really want to improve, can I play domestically league wise? And I think right now the answer yeah. maybe is no. I think we maybe have to encourage a lot of our um, national team players to actually play overseas. Um, yeah. Because I, I mean, don't that think the NWSL is anywhere close not even anywhere close to um to being able to offer what what these other clubs can offer no um and in that way we've achieved equality (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) we have we finally bridged the gap so that so much so that the feelings of our broader structure are all of our feelings. <laughs> it's, it's not men versus women anymore. It's just U.S. versus Europe. And that's the way it should it's be. It's franchise-based American <laughs> soccer versus... <laughs> oh, well. 
Well, that wasn't the only um, football being played this weekend. There was so much. Um, I watched the League's Cup final the night uh, before. We watched it, too. It was exciting. Um, it was so exciting. I think the League's Cup was a win, especially for August soccer in the U.S., which is usually just, like, dull. But I mm-hmm. think having uh, League MX in it, having the games matter, and then the perfect timing of Messi arriving with Jordi Alba and a Bas- a ba- I always say Basquiat's <laughs> Basquiat's <laughs> um, to Miami, and they're kind of... Overnight, they became like a fun, exciting team to watch, you know, undefeated throughout the tournament. So you have a matchup, Miami versus Nashville, which a few months ago, if someone said the League's Cup Finals is going to be Miami-Nashville, you'd be like, well, that means it's a failure, right? <laughs> so, uh-huh. But they were up for it. The atmosphere was good. The team seemed like they were really into it, but they weren't. But it was still a fairly open game. You know what I mean? They weren't playing not to lose. They were really going for it. Um, That's a great stadium. And Nashville did... It felt evenly matched, too. Yeah. And, well, Nashville did great. The problem with Messi and why he's so amazing, he had, like, two half chances. One, he shot a perfect left foot, shot through four defenders into the upper left corner of the net for their goal. When he did that, Jeremy just goes... Oh, classic. (laughs) (laughs) It was classic. And then the only other time he had a half chance, he almost buried another one, but it went off the post. It's like you just can't even. um, So they almost played him perfectly, but not enough. And then it went to also what I loved about this tournament is the straight to penalties uh, because it makes that it makes the end of regulation much more exciting because both teams are really trying to win. Because they don't have mm-hmm. that illusion like, well, now we can try overtime. Yeah, I think they this don't, was the first so time I had seen them go. And then this the penalties the become I- crazy, too. Um, this went to 10 rounds, so it got to the goalkeepers. And um, Miami's goalkeeper scored and then blocked the other goalkeeper. And then they won. It was the craziest finish ever. <laughs> it was. Uh, and now Messi can finally finally claim the GOAT title because he's won the MLS Liga Mackey's League's Cup. <laughs> the, the double cup. The coveted prize. <laughs> yes. The giant say, this silver is the, spindle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I had seen them go straight to penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was skeptical hearing that that was like the format, but it was really effective for as much as I like hate penalties in tournaments. Yeah, I, I'm an advocate it for it. It does make the pace of play better at the end of regular yeah, time. Yeah, and if you're going to, most of the time you end up there anyway, so why not just go right to it? Um, and I think there's something to be said for the players taking those penalties when they're not as exhausted either. Um, hmm. So that was fun. Um, I In the Premier League, um, Matt Turner got his first win with Forrest. He is now officially the best goalkeeper in England. So that was fun. Um, That's exciting. And I did watch the highlights because, you know, uh, Christian Pulisic moved from Chelsea to Milan and um, he had a goal to start. So, you know, there was a lot to watch this weekend, a lot of good stuff. How did Leeds do this weekend? Uh, They got a tie, which is a Leeds win. So (laughs) that was fun. But, but, but. Okay, get this. 
<laughs> it, they actually played pretty well okay. um, against West Brom, and uh, they had a lot of really good chances, and they were able to um, score once. But West Brom, um, I forget if they had scored first or second, but their goal uh, was it was kicked from inside the box. And it ended up deflecting off another West Brom player's arm. So Melier missed it. And he was calling handball like one would in the Premier League. Because <laughs> like he was he was on track to save it. But, but so there's, he's there's like, no VAR, it, it right? deflected off a off a player and he's like handball. And then there's like the commentator's like, and there's no VAR in the championship. Oh. <laughs> it's such a shame. And then the, it's yeah. it was amazing, but they it's so funny because they at first attributed it to the player who had shot it, and then they had to go back and reattribute it to the player whose hand had pushed it in. But so he gets on his record a uh, goal in this game, even though it was because he slapped it in. So oh I thought gosh. that was pretty funny. Um, it was upsetting in the moment, but it's funny. The humor, the irony is. Is great, but um, overall, I thought they had a lot of good attempts. Um, they were very close to scoring more, and they they had possession most of the time. So, a tie a tie can can feel good too. Yes. Well, that's great. So much going on. It'll slow down a little bit, but not really. Um, oh, and the the fire returned to their ways and lost 3-1 and <laughs> after watching all this high level these high level games it was just not fun to watch that, that um, and it was bad too because it was a pretty packed soldier field I think cause this is one of the games where it was like you can get a ticket to this game and then the Miami game like a, one of those bundles oh, okay. that they're doing um, mm-hmm. but a chance to get some more fans and they didn't quite live up to it but we have more important things to talk about. And that is a league whose, whose championship trophy looks like a, um, a very rudimentary robot. It is a league. Have you seen this trophy? No, I'm it looking at it like right a now. square robot with his hands on his hips. Um, it is a league that is straightforward in its name. The All Svensken, meaning All Swedish, All Swedish League, the top league in the Swedish soccer football pyramid. Um, and it is a, a league that has very distinctive um, designs for all of the team crests. I was actually so true. really interested. We, I think the reason we even thought about this to look at them, do a little dive into some of the design is because uh, one of the designers we're working with from Delicious Design on our own crest mentioned the crest of AIK in Sweden as what he considered one of the best design crests in the world. Um, And that is, AIK is a very regal crest. What, What would you say? What would you call that shape? I don't know. Um, it's an unusual shape with a, the three towers on top and the yellow band that says AIK. Um, and I think it's, I don't know if about one of the best, but it's pretty distinctive and there's a unique quality that I actually felt carried through to most of 
the crests in the all Swedish league. Um, I agree. There's something about them that is, they're a little quirky. They do have a little bit mm-hmm. of that handmade precision. Um, and they have, a, they seem to have a little age to them. Even some of the newer ones, like I think uh, Elfsberg is less than, um, I don't know how long that they've even been around, but theirs is pretty, pretty classic. I think, I think their current one was made in the seventies and then they had an older, more crusty one uh, prior to that. So I think with all of these, I, I, I equated them to like when I was younger and the first time I, um, went to Europe and you come across just everyday goods that have come out of a history of graphic design separate from where you grew up. So there's just like little, little changes and it's distinct enough that even ordinary aspects have this like otherness to it that would make them exciting and interesting. And I think all of these have that for me. They're like, Oh, that's something really very different about that. Like, I don't know that you'd see that really look in, um, in the U S sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I was going to say, it's why going to the grocery store is um, just so fun in other countries because everything is just slightly different in these really subtle ways or these really like big ways. But you're like just looking at labels, like every single label is something new. Yeah. But but familiar. And what I like about these is they're all pretty simple, but there's intentional little things to them that give them a um, good design, but also kind of a quirky, a quirky nature. <laughs> like the, um, I'm looking at the IFK Norkelping. I don't know if I say that correctly. Um, badge. And that's uh, like a, a badge with like three peaks on the top. And it's just mm-hmm. outline, a lot of outlines on these in gold. Yeah. And then it's just IFK up in the upper left. And then, uh, nor coping written in a in a white banner but just the angle and curve of that banner in line with like the curve of the crest makes it bow out in a really interesting way and the and the letters follow a slightly different curve than the um uh-huh. <laughs> than the banner and it's just i don't know it's nice it's solid and it's what's interesting about that one and a lot of these is they have this old quality but they 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 pass that distant and up close test. Do you know what I mean? They don't have a lot of minute detail that you lose at a distance. You can still read them, but they still kind of retain that kind of quirky classic quality um, that I like. I, I This is probably one of the first leagues where I'm like, wow, most of these I like. Um, what did you think of Digger Fours? Oh, I was going to ask about that one. Because <laughs> okay, so, I looked into Dagger Force. <laughs> well, I'm, it's a little awkward because this is also the insignia of our local swingers club. Uh, <laughs> no, so the, the Dagger, Dagger Force IF is a, uh, is a badge again. It's red with a gold trim and the top is a white band uh, and gold lettering says Dagger Force. And then... The initials of the club, D-I-F, are diagonal through the red part of the badge, and they interplay with the universal sign uh, 
for male, right? That's the male sign, right? It, it is, but guess yeah. what it also is? What's that? The ironworks sign. <laughs> and you may also recognize it from the Volvo logo. Oh, look at that. So which connection yeah. is, is with Tiger Force? Is it the Volvo or is it the... Um, no, they don't have a connection with Volvo, but there the ironworks they are, do. there's this, they're a tiny, like iron milling town. Wow. Yeah, it is very distinct. But again, there are. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say there. There are like seven thousand and change people who live in this town, and their stadium seats seven thousand and change. Oh, I, you know, I, <laughs> I am really. I, I so let me let me try to pronounce all the teams first. So we know there's AIK. <laughs> Um, there is BK Haken, I'm going to say. There's the Degerforce, <laughs> making up the pronunciation. <laughs> Jurgarden. Um, there is Homstadt's BK and Hammerby, Hammerbay. Uh, <laughs> there's Brahma Pajkarna, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Good job. Elfsborg, Goat. Gothenburg, who's actually one of their more successful clubs, uh, Norkoping, which we talked about, um, Varnamo, Sirius, Kalmar, Malmo, um, is it Jalbe? Jalbe? I, I like that one. Oh, don't ask me. Yeah, and then, sorry, for listeners, we're totally in Varberg. And of those, I had quite a few favorites. I do like the AIK. Um, I like, I really enjoy the, I like the Homestads, the uh, mm-hmm. I thought Homestads was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I really like the Elfsborg. Um I thought Gothenburg is like a nice classic one. Just the, the scale chose it because even though it is very classic in that it uses kind of a Royal lion, the scale of it and the fact that it, it's holding a shield with a sword, <laughs> like it's, if it's fighting uh-huh, itself. There's a shield on the shield. Um, I think they should have changed the um, shield it sho- it's holding to like a football. And I liked Mjalbe. I'll say that. But all of them, and I also realized these kind of have a quality of um, Soviet-era designs, too, um, which is interesting. Hmm. And maybe that's a Scandinavian thing. But the club I did look at the most, because a lot of these haven't really changed much. And that's part of their quality. They've kind of stuck with them. Um, But I I looked a little closer at Malmo. um, and And they've, they've had four distinct logos but the interesting thing is their current one which is just blue and white and it's a blue and white um badge where the top is kind of like the turrets of a of a uh, castle tower with their initials underneath it mff and that's kind of the top band and then underneath is a three stripes two blue on the side white in the middle and then arced underneath the crest it says malmo ff and then there is a six pointed star um that's actually the first one they ever wore on their kits but they did have uh, three uh, previous uh logos but they weren't worn as badges so um but what did they wear as badges then 
I don't think that they had anything on their shirts other than numbers and their names. Okay. So this, it was not until the 1940s where they had a crest on the shirt. Um, so the other crests were never featured on the shirt. So maybe they had the, the club name um, or something else, but the crest didn't show up until the 1940s. Um, all of their iterations, um, which you can find them on their Wikipedia page, is the only place I found them clearly, um, are decent. The first is, is kind of like a globe inside of a circle. Where, I like that one. It feels very PBS. Yes. PBS or like a um, old paint The company. National Science Foundation. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> but what I love is the MFF that are going around the globe are just so off from each other. So it has that hand-drawn yes. quote. Then that was 1910. 1920, their, their colors um, changed. So they were blue and white. It went to red and white. Must have been some laundry accident. Um, and then it's <laughs> a really beautiful flag where I, I like the kind of details that try to make it to show some texture and in the middle is that globe which now looks more like a football um, and there's mm. just a nice a nice little rope like all these little details on the flagpole the rope that is that a nice little around. rope um, and then later in the 20s they switched to a more boring badge that to me is more reminiscent of like a Peruvian or South American badge ones that we looked at yeah but even that one has some interesting choices. So it's a very um, ornate badge shape with a band across going from the top right to bottom left with MFF reading from the bottom left up. But the, the, um, the band follows the shape uh, of the object in a way where it looks like it's part of the badge at the top. It looks like it's overhanging on the bottom left. So again, just little details. And then they went to the original ones. So I think all three of them great, but then I was looking more into um, the club, and they also have like a really charming smaller uh, stadium. First of all, they're one of the most um, successful clubs in the all Swedish league with numerous championships. But they have this, you know, also adorable twenty-four thousand seat stadium, uh, which they do, which they have played in European competitions on, but the supporter section. Um, it looks pretty intimate and it's just one level in the back and it has a big overhang and the supporters do amazing TIFOs. I don't know if you've looked at the, oh. the Malmo, uh, TIFO game, but it is, it is awesome. It's some of the best we've seen and they really utilize the structure of that stadium. So a lot of their TIFOs are multi-layered, so they'll have a large image in front of the stands, like a cutout maybe of a player, then everyone in the stands will hold up colors or banners to make radiating rays or something like that, and then they'll have a TIFO painting in the back, so they're kind of like three layers. And they regularly, consistently do them in um, just the blue and white of the team colors, monochromatically, and it, it, so it fits in with the stadium really well. Um, but very strong TIFO game. And I also oh. realized I like them because they have the city of Malmo uses the six pointed star to, uh, as you know, as the city star, which as does Chicago. So, you know, I really wow. um, enjoy this team and I went to their website also, obviously, um, very nice site and they sell, 
kind of the classic um, classic kits there. But if you look up the Tifos, there's so many great ones. They're incredible. Yeah, and really the, well painted. The, um, so there's the consistent blue and white. Um, it's, a, theme it's a nice touch. It's really, it? really nice, and it must make it those restrictions that they put them themselves must make it so that they are more creative in other ways. Yeah. And if whoever they're they like, doing their, their paintings, they're quite, they're quite good as well. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, um, but I'm just, and there's a lot, it's not just like one or two. It's a lot of, of, yeah. so I'm guessing they have a pretty, I might try to watch some videos games, but they, it seems like an exciting, um, an, an exciting uh, club to be a fan of, like, you know, from the history, obviously they win a lot in that league. It looks like a charming stadium, very active supporter group. And these are really some of the better TIFOs in my, in my mind that I've seen. So that was a nice yeah. discovery. I'm kind of, kind of falling in love with this all Swedish league here. So what did you That's look wonderful. at? What did you look at? Okay. So, um, <clears throat> I was looking, I was, just so curious about the the curious um, Dagger Force male symbol uh, <laughs> <laughs> shield that that's the one I dove into. So <laughs> so yeah, like we already mentioned, um, not a lot of wins on that team. They've won the it, Swedish Cup once in 1993. Yeah, once. Yeah, they just got re-promoted back into the top flight. And so on their they, kits, they just wear a giant. Yeah, symbol, and I thought that symbol. was very curious. <laughs> the <laughs> I think the retro photos of them in like their older kits that are just like polo shirts with their mm -hmm. giant male symbol slash ironwork symbol on there. I, I was I was like, that's hilarious. It looks <laughs> like some sort of weird club. <laughs> it's like <laughs> some sort of Ken club. Um, <laughs> But uh Oh yeah, look at that. No, they <laughs> so the, looks like an AI <laughs> creation. <laughs> yes, it does. Like um the so it was started in nineteen oh seven by iron mill workers. Mm -hmm. Um so that that was their um humble humble starts. And seriously, this town is so small. I I Google Street View and walked through it. Oh um, <laughs> and I like to the stadium and it literally just looks it's smaller than the high school stadium I live by and, and I'm like this must be the only thing to do and um, yeah they haven't had a, a ton of, of wins throughout their history which is understandable because like who is funding this team Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I did look at their current um, roster and there's an American on the team who just transferred there from uh, FC Cincinnati. Oh, really? Who's, and, who is it? And, um, what's his name? His name is uh, Joe Gyau? G-Y-A-U? I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Um, huh. But yeah, he was playing for Cincy, and he just moved there. And so I was looking at his Instagram, and I was like... Because <laughs> uh, he posted... Um, just some stuff from games 
And that was all normal. But then I was like, what is life like there? He didn't post much yeah. off the field, but it looks beautiful. Well, on August um, 17th, they town. posted on their website that they're looking for a licensed psychotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a beautiful, um, natural town. And I, I do believe they have a tourism industry. So it'd be a lovely place to retire it's charming. for a footballer. Yeah, it's charming. Um, yeah. And all the teams but, have, have are, they have... Uh, men and women's teams that I've come across. So that I don't know that these do. But. No, no, they do. They do. They <laughs> oh, do. they do. Yeah. Okay. And but they wear that same oh. crazy kit, they wear <laughs> which is even funnier. <laughs> that does make it funnier. But I'm sure everyone there knows that that like you wouldn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, they probably don't even. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna text you um, the only source of historic crests I found, which the ones you have to look at are the. Four on the top right. Okay. Can you text? So I don't have the years for these, but there is some variants. What site did you find these on? Vemlandschikdulid.wordpress.com. Oh, oh, they have some good ones, though. You know, they they have some interesting ones from before. Um, I don't know the years, but they're, but the um, oldest looking one is like the like DIF and hand-drawn letters mm-hmm. across the middle, but it's it's kind of staggered. So it's D in the middle, I, lower, F. Yeah, and they're at kind the same of height as D. little curvy letters. Yeah, they're curvy, yeah. like Sheffield Wednesday-esque. Um, and then the ironwork symbol is centered in the middle of an outer circle. So it's just two concentric mm-hmm. circles with the letters. Yeah. And that's way better than the one they have now. Um, (laughs) it's still like a little wonky but it's it's like better and then um another one they have is uh an outer circle again with 1907 at the top in gold and it's in red again um and then the ironwork symbol is offset i like um, the offset i like the offset. interesting it kind of makes it feel like it's almost it almost looks like a bow being pulled back with an arrow. Yeah, I know that it, it creates tension it, that way. Yeah, there's tension. That's and the also, right word. So the ironwork symbol is offset, but the DIF, which is on a diagonal, is not offset. <clears throat> so they don't. It doesn't go through the center of that um, yeah. ironwork circle. It goes through like the upper edge. And I like on all of them, the circle of the ironwork circle goes through the D, but only on that version does it also kind of interweave with the F, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like it it goes over the top, um, the top part of the F and then underneath uh, the bottom part. So, yeah, it is an interesting choice. I don't know. I guess I do. I like it more than if the F was sitting on top. Yeah. You know what? Yes, I do. I think if I think this would look really good embossed in like an enamel pin. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, all of these Swedish ones look like enamel. I think it's because they all have outline. Yeah. outline uh, yes, the gold outline gold on all outlines, of them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Almost if you everyone go to, has a gold outline. That's right. Interesting. Uh, if you go to DIF's website, they have a much more modern version of this, like with a Photoshop gradient that's not as cute. Um, but it does look a little bit more polished, I think, a little bit more modern, just not in a way that I particularly like. Also interesting about the all Swedish um, league, both the women's league and men's league, is much like the Mexican league, they have a lot of sponsors on their kids. <laughs> have you noticed? So that? many. They look like Formula One drivers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, the, it's like Liga MX too. It's like um, 
But I, I guess maybe that's a sign of a, um, a smaller league where they would need that many medium level donors, right? Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, if you can show off like 12 kit sponsors and Chicago doesn't even have one, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chicago. Well, that's great. That's fascinating. Um, I, I think there's very few of these um, teams where I wouldn't wear... Like, I would encourage you to go to the Malmo site and their store in the retro area because they sell, which I love, which... You, not even a lot of teams do. They sell versions that's shirts with just the crest without all the sponsors on it. Um, mm. And also the um, Elfsburg, they have great ones where it's just the name of the club because it's written in this really beautiful cursive. Um, so there's really, I like, I would wear gear from a lot of these clubs. I yeah. really like it. The, I love about Elfsburg, it, um, it's skewed because a lot of times the laurels are so symmetrical, but the mm -hmm. fact that it's skewed, it just looks really good with the scripty font. It does. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, and there's a little bit of perspective too. It's nice. And yellow and gold are good footballing colors for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. is it so. because we're so used to like red and blue? Um, maybe, uh, I, th I think for me, it's, uh, it's, like Dortmund having such a that's like one of the first big clubs you learn about as an American you know what I mean so mm -hmm. also it's like oh that's a color combination of serious football I think that's yeah. why I think that's really why because like yellow and black are really I, th I think Dortmund really owns those colors but um, mm -hmm. but it does read well so yeah well, this is fascinating this is a I have a, I imagine that this is this is going to be all like I'm about to give the most stereotype laden sentence. <laughs> From everything I've seen, I imagine that it's very well organized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just feel like everything about the league is like um, nice and like we make the best of what we have. <laughs> like, and I I love like 7,000, 10,000 seat stadiums that are still soccer specific. Because if they still have like a, a roof over the supporters, it can still get loud. And um, that's why I was so excited about Luttentown this year. Um, yeah. But it, it feels very community-based. Um, mm-hmm, very. So, yeah. So really, really fun discoveries on this one. Now, the league itself has a horrible logo, just like... Why is it so bad? When when all the teams have, are so interesting, it's just awful. It looks like um, from a generic soccer um, video game or something. <laughs> I don't know. It does, or like a gas station or something. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, they should maybe just use the one from the Swedish Football Federation, which is, you know, just a straight crest with the Swedish flag the cross on there now i have a question did um do we know if uh, zlatan ever played for one of these clubs like did he come up in one of these clubs because he is uh swedish and if he did i really hope it's the one with the male symbol malmo oh malmo okay we should have known that i guess <laughs> Yeah, 
Oh yeah, that's where he came up. So um undoubtedly their most famous player for sure. Okay. There you go. Oh, that season they were relegated. Oh, well, he didn't have it. Yet. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, his his he was there for 2 years. Only yeah, his youth career, he was there quite a bit 89 to 91 and then 95 to 90. dang he's old man he played for <laughs> a, he played for a long time um and then 99 to 201 he was at malmo wow crazy well we will put we will put all of these up link these up so you can see them um and that was a nice it was kind of a nice one to jump into and um i didn't go yeah. i i there started to be some history about like their they changed their cup not long ago because it was named after someone who's associated with Nazis. <laughs> and I just hate that. That's always like an underlining story of all European clubs. It's like, <laughs> there's always that Nazi side. That's why it's just best to name things like League's Cup. The League. <laughs> the Soccer but, but League. But did you look at their new cup, though? It doesn't look like a happy little robot. It does. Yeah. It's got little arms. It's proud it's of charming. itself. It's charming. Mm-hmm. And I, I still, I don't think of, it always, back to Zlatan, Zlatan, I'm always amazed when I remember he's Swedish because he seems like, um, I don't know, he doesn't seem like he's from a place, <laughs> especially not Sweden. His hair is very dark and I typically don't associate that with Swedish people. But that's true. That's just my bias, I guess. Yes. They're blonde and organized. And flat furniture. <laughs> well, this is nice because I had such a negative view after they they knocked out, they knocked us out of the World Cup. So this is kind of a, a catharsis to go and and look at their. Um, actually, I bet a lot. I wonder how many of those players who who beat the U.S. played in the um, in the Swedish league for some of these teams. I bet some of them do. I bet at least they probably come up in them. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that is the All-Swedish League. Maria, what are you looking forward to this week? Anything? I've been so busy watching soccer, I haven't had a chance to look ahead. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> too like, much. There's too much. What's next? Maybe I'm looking forward to just being able to focus on a couple games instead of like 17 games yeah. happening all at once. It's nice that, <laughs> that these other tournaments it. have wrapped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now it's, yeah. just, it's just league play. Um, so... That's good. Just plain soccer. Just plain football and soccer. And next, I guess we're playing, Leeds is playing Ipswich Town next, and I think they've been doing fairly well, and so I'm kind of expecting a loss. Oh, but you never know. You never never know. know. I'm looking forward to an unlikely win. I think I'm going to keep, like a million, billion other people, kind of keep an eye on Miami as I also continue to watch Chicago, because Messi is just, so fun to watch it's 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 really uncanny like he um yeah he is a really um once in a generation player it really is and he seems to be playing with so much um joy right now it's fun to watch him it's very different from his psg games like (laughs) yeah i agree i think it's just nice to see somebody have fun and do well yeah and not be a snob about it like when they won the league's cup he um took off his captain's arm man and made sure it went back on DeAndre Yedlin 
who was yeah, the was captain nice. before he came in, and he insisted that Yedlin hoist the cup with him. And I think just that kind of um, awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm apologizing for for what these people get paid and the outsource focus on them in our society. No, I it's all out of whack. Get trust me, <laughs> I believe that. But it is nice to see just on a human level. Um, that kind of awareness and consideration, and then also to like uh, play with joy. That it's those are really simple things that that go such a long way for a viewer because it makes it all human. So it's really wonderful. Um, all right, for me, yeah, I'm just kind of glad it's slowing down a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, as we continue to work on our our logo designs. That's exciting. Yes. So. I'm looking forward to that. But I got to go now. Um, so I will talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>